episode 286, Tim Matthews, Powerful Man Potential. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, live limitless. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast, inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man. As a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you, what it takes to thrive as a man. Together we are stronger. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com and join the conversation in the Facebook group, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW. Get involved and I'll see you in the inside. Get to the podcast. Okay, we have won all of our instinct and freedom and purpose. I just love the sound of this one. I've been, it's been on my radar for a while. We have Tim Matthews, the man behind The Powerful Man. It's all about fulfilling your potential. I mean, awaken your alpha from The Powerful Man. We've got a lot in common here, so I'm really excited <laughs> to dig into this show this week. So firstly, silly question, Tim, but are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Oh, bring it on. <laughs> awesome. So obviously, that was one of my briefest intros, but I think there's power in simplicity. Just the name of it, the tagline, or the powerful man fulfill your potential, not far off that would get you on the show. Obviously, I, wanted, I looked into it, and you're all about it, and you're doing great things. But is there anything you'd like to elaborate on or highlight? What are you all about at the moment? Oh, do you know what? I always go with whatever comes to mind. And the one thing that came to mind right then, and this sounds a little bit vague, but also it can be <laughs> quite powerful in truth. It's truth, you know, really following, well, really knowing what's true for me and really following it. Um, and that means in every area of my life, because that's, that's the journey for me. That's the dance for me. Um, always coming back to knowing what I want, remembering I can create anything I fucking desire, and, <laughs> um, doing it and make, and having that dance where there's a rhythm to not letting success come at all costs. You know, in the past I used to, um, just work crazy hours, crazy hours at the cost of most things in my life thinking that money was then going to be the thing that would get me out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Never is, is it? So, um, well, let's touch on that. I mean, you touched on a bit of your origins there, but anyone obviously listening who hasn't read the show notes or the intro, where are you originally from? Where are you coming from today? And tell us a little bit about the origins of working them crazy hours and you know, chasing the money in the early days. Yeah. So, um, UK Leeds, a couple of hours north of, uh, your homeland, I reckon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, for me, my story for a long time, so when I was 23, 24, I left university, started as a personal trainer, and shortly after that, started building a fitness company called Fitness for Mum. It was one of the UK's uh, fastest growing pre and postnatal fitness franchises when we were building it. Yeah. But, you know, my entire life at that point was just a story of stress, struggle, and sacrifice. Even even when I was making money, it never felt like enough was enough. Yeah. And, you know, I always wanted to have a life of freedom. Uh, when I mean, when, back then it was more so kind of financial freedom, but more so location freedom. But no matter what I did, <laughs> well, I was constantly just putting out fires in every area of my life. And I met one of my good friends um, and he was, at that time, he was working his business online. He was working from anywhere in the world, any more money, impacting more people. He was like... It was like the Oracle, you know, these people yeah. that you uh, read about. I was say, one of my questions, which would sound like covering now, the Yoda question, who helped awaken your alpha? <laughs> you could have been the, the key person that opened your eyes a bit. Yeah, he was, there's about two or three at uh, this, yeah. uh, this same point, which were about three years ago. 
uh, three or four years ago. And yeah, when I saw him and it was in front of me, I'm like, fuck, this is all that I've been reading about and watching on YouTube. And like, shit, yeah. this guy does it. It's real. <laughs> and I started to look at, well, why? You know, why am I not? Why am I just continuing to put out fires and undercharge my services and attract problem clients and tolerate problem clients? And, you know, all those things that go with it. And I started to realize that I just didn't feel good enough. I just didn't feel worthy. And although consciously I did, because I was, you know, I had my own business and I was striving and I was pushing, all came from a desire to prove that I was worthy and prove that I was good enough. And when I looked at my entire life, at that point I was in a relationship, I was engaged, we'd booked the wedding, we'd bought a house, and none of it felt right. Not Ooh. one bit. And I just, ugh, I was in a bad business deal. I just got robbed of like tens of thousands in a bad business deal. That again, just didn't feel right, but I went into it. The franchise didn't feel right, but I did it. And my entire life, I was going against my instinct and against what, what my gut was telling me to do because I was too afraid to follow it. I was really coming from neediness and desperation. And this was in the September of probably 2013, 17, yeah, 13, 14. And, you know, mom and dad were about to put 10,000 pounds down on the wedding. And I just knew that it would have ended in divorce. I just knew. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. yeah, I'd met Tom a couple months previous, uh, if not less than that. And I just decided that, you know, I just, I just can't, I just could not let, I couldn't go through with it. I couldn't let mom and dad do it and just know that it was all going to fall apart. So I decided to just, I went through a period of about three, four, five, six months of just writing all these wrongs in my life. I canceled the wedding. I didn't move into the house. I ended the relationship. I moved out of the office that we had in Leeds and got rid of the business partner. How did, you, how did you approach that? I mean, did you wake up one day and did, did you literally think, right, I'm going to just go down the list and you just thought you just, what, what was it? Was it the, the fact that your parents were about to put some money down? That was kind of the breaking point because it involved sort of, not necessarily dragging other people down with you, but obviously that's clearly kind of some of it. Did you delay it anymore or did you just think, right, it's like putting a plaster up, you just went for it or how was that? Um, do you know what? I've considered the fact, what would I have done if it would have been my £10,000? I've considered thing, that though. from time to time. <laughs> yeah. And I like to think I would have done the same thing, but I probably wouldn't. I think the breaking point was, you know, not letting mum and dad lose and waste that money. Um, and it just... You know, the relationship was the first thing because it was the biggest pain and the most immediate thing that was happening. Yeah. Literally, it was like a week before they were putting the money down. And I knew I could feel this bubbling for weeks and weeks before. You know, the relationship, there'd been things going on for a couple of years leading up to this point. Um, and I just tolerated it. You know, I just believed that nobody else would want me. I, I lived in fear. Mm. And previous to that, I used to cheat on girlfriends a lot and take a lot of drugs, you know, do all the things to try and prove your worth as, mm. as a man. Well, what I used to do to prove my worth as a man. Um, and, you know, I just, I just, I could not continue. Things had to change. So started with the relationship. It then went very quickly onto the office and the business partner and stuff and ended that relationship with a, a lot of resistance there. And then it got to about the Christmas time shortly after. And then the, the fitness business that just, Again, that just had to be changed because I'd made a commitment to myself that I was going to do it my way for the first time ever. And my way meant doing what felt right. Simple as that. Just instead of ignoring my instinct, just surrendering to it and following it. And, and 
it was yeah massive massive we talk life changing yeah we're talking about instinct there and it sounds like obviously you followed your instinct finally to kind of remove a lot of things but then obviously it sounds like there may have been a bit of a was a bit of a, a gap was there the clarity straight away or did you just you're just very clear what you didn't want and that helped illuminate what you did want or how was that kind of rebuilding process mm, great question yeah it was very i was very much more so clear on what i didn't want anymore um and in the process of letting go of everything i didn't want what i did want essentially all i wanted adam was just flow and ease peace this and it sounds simple and it sounds fluffy well what does that mean what income and you know because i'd just been tolerating so much for so long i just wanted to finally put myself first and just tiny things on a day-to-day basis was were really fulfilling i was really grateful for them just to know that i was doing it my way and not tolerating not sacrificing because it you know the relationship was a big big thing big thing we were together seven years and you know i did deeply love the woman um but for two the final two or three years of that it was just progressively getting worse and worse and worse it was really affected it really affected and was affecting my confidence and you know as a guy as well it's like you don't really i didn't know how to speak about it who to turn to because i was the kind of guy that everyone believed that i just had it all together and power through and i'd do all those things but in reality behind closed doors there were nights when I almost slept in my car, like I literally went to sleep in my car. Um, and not many people know that. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if my parents know that. I think, I think when, if people, like you say, everyone thinks you've got it together, that almost makes it worse when you, 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 know, you feel like you're living a lie and also just builds the pressure that you can't you know, be open about, that you may be struggling or it's not all rosy. Mm, exactly, yeah. So for me, the biggest pain was just... Well, the biggest desire was to just let go of what I didn't want. Um, and it did, it did create the space. It, I, it was great because I, I was in this space of not needing or wanting anything, you know, not needing to get an outcome. Um, so as a result, it, it meant that there were so many opportunities and outcomes that then became available. A massive, massive turning point, massive turning point. Up to more present day, what is the powerful man to you, but also what is the powerful man to you? Not just what, what, what you believe it is, but what are you doing with the powerful man as a business in terms of how you're helping men? Mm, great question. Um, so what is a powerful man to me? So a powerful man to me is a man that can be honest. He's honest with himself. He's honest with where he's at. He's real with himself. And he's got the ability to just be vulnerable and surrender. You know, those three qualities, I think, are huge. Honesty, being vulnerable, and surrendering. Surrendering to himself and to what is being called of, called of him, what is being demanded of him, but also to the truth, because it's not always easy to do those things because of other people's expectations and comparison and this and that and the other. Um, and in my opinion, you know, for me, you, for anyone to have their biggest impact on the world, it gets to come from that place of real alignment, you know, where you're really acting out of what's, what's true for you, you know, your way. And you only ever get to figure out your way when you're able to go through what you feel like you're holding on to that's scary, so you're vulnerable. You're real with where you are and you're honest and you surrender. Surrender to what you really want. Give yourself permission to have it and go after it and be it. And, you know, all those things. So how we help how I help men, we've got something called the activation method, which is a 10-week process that we guide the guys through. And it's essentially they use this process to really impact the world in the way they, 
they know they're capable of impacting and without that coming at all costs. So whilst having a really, well, whilst finding their rhythm to the other areas of life, you know, so they've got harmony in their relationship and their health and they're not driven by money. Sure, they make, these guys are usually making decent money when they come to us, but they've got to let go of the need and the fear around money that's been driving them has meant that they always feel like enough is never enough. Um, no matter what they do, their achievements are never enough. So they shift away from always you know, feeling inadequate to feeling proud and full and alive, more to the point. You talked about when you removed everything. How long was the gap or was it quite instant when the, the powerful man came to you and kind of that as a, as a business? Uh, was there a gap or was that kind of you, not fell, but you kind of found that straight away? Mm, massive gap. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was um, when I started to become aware of, you know, how I was self-sacrificing and settling across all these areas of my life and ended the relationship and changed the business. And I then became aware of where it came from. And it came from an experience that I had with my father when I was, when I was young, about seven years old. And um, I, I grew up in a household whereby it was very much, you will fear your father and wait till your father gets home. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't a bad household by any means, yeah. but I very much felt like my voice didn't matter and I couldn't be me. So anyway, my dad used to work away a lot. So we used to go and practice football every Sunday and he'd teach me how to volley and save shots. And, you know, if you're, if you're American, I mean soccer. Um, but if you're, if you're a real, you know, Brit football, um, anyway, so I was playing in this, uh, primary school game one midweek and I scored like four goals. I was like, fuck yeah, I can't wait to get home and tell my dad, this is my moment. He's going to be so proud of me. And so I, I rush home, uh, get inside, wait for him to get home. It must've been an hour or two. And I was just like, just, you know, rehearsing this in my head of how this was going to go down. And anyway, came in from work. Went upstairs, got a shower, came down, grabbed a beer, and then sat in his chair. Like all dads have a chair, don't they? Sat in his chair, put the TV on, and I went to stand in front of him and tell him about these goals. I was like, I was a bit nervous, but I was like, I also knew that I was excited. Yeah. So I don't even think I got through the first goal, even the second goal. And he just did this gesture to just move me to one side. And I was just like, yeah, I just felt crushed like yeah. I just felt like wow what do I have to do to to, to matter yeah. essentially and then throughout my life I looked for ways to just reinforce that I wasn't good enough so you know when my sister left home she was seven years older than me she, when she was left home and I was like eight to go traveling I, I felt that was because she didn't want to be with me and then I'd get girlfriends and I'd cheat on them because I wanted to prove that I was good enough by always getting the girls that other guys wanted and I took too many drugs and almost died from taking too many drugs because I just wanted to fit in and people please. And then it got into my 20s and then I got into the relationship I mentioned yeah. when I was married and the business and so on. So I became aware of all this slowly and then it got to like the Easter time. And I was, obviously I'd moved back home with my parents because I ended that relationship and I was upstairs in my room and I could hear my dad just talking shit to my mum downstairs. And this was the kind of stuff that I'd been listening to all my life. Mm. I never was able to say anything about. So again, I learned that my voice didn't matter. And anyway, my dad came upstairs and my door was open and he said, um, make sure you take those fucking dogs out before you go to sleep. And I'm like, do not speak to me like that. And he's like, I will speak to you whatever I want. You're under my roof. I will speak to you. And I said, do not speak to me like that. 
and he was getting more aggressive. He was a little bit drunk. He used to drink quite a bit then. Yeah. And um, I stood up in my doorway. He was stood in his. And that exchange went back and forth a few more times. And I said, do you know what? Fine. And he said, get your bags and leave. And I said, fine. Okay. So I did. Got my bags, went downstairs. I sat with my mum to make sure she was all right. Because obviously, yeah. you know, she didn't want to leave her there with him being like that. And the following day, I was going to see my uncle, my dad's eldest brother. And this is someone who he highly, highly respects. And when I met him, I just told him everything. Told him exactly what his brother was like, exactly how he was to me, to my mum, to my sister. I had my mum get on the phone. I had her confess everything. Got my sister on the phone. I had her confess everything. And my uncle was just absolutely gobsmacked by it. Yeah. Absolutely blown away. Because my dad was such an amazing guy. So everybody outside yeah. the family unit, you know? Not that it wasn't a bad... Not that it was a bad guy in it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So... And what I started to do then, I just started to share of my, what was going on in my life on social media. I never used to post anything at that point. Yeah. And I just started to share how I was feeling and how I didn't feel good enough and how this feeling of not being good enough had shown up in my life up until this point and how we were building businesses as men, you know, no matter what we do, whether it's the funnels, the sales or this to that, the other, none of it's going to work until you do. And I started to share about what I was going through with my father and, Guys just started to resonate with it. Um, my friends thought I was absolutely insane. They literally thought I'd gone insane. You can't post things like that. What are you doing? Da, da, da. Mm. But I just, it, it just felt right to yeah. just be honest, just be real, and just be vulnerable and be like, this is fucking what's going on. I've nothing to hide. This is how I feel. This is what I'm trying to build. This is what's holding me back. Um, and like I said, guys just started to relate to it and reach out to me and I started to just, could jump on the phone with them, have conversations with them, help them with stuff. And then the powerful man just, just came from that quite weirdly. Um, I was in, sat in my uh, uh, girlfriend's mum's front living room and just sat on the sofa. I was looking at this statue of this guy, this really stacked guy <laughs> holding this woman. Yeah. And I was just laying there and, at this point, you know, this is before the actual powerful man was there, just when I'd been sharing things through social media. And I was just looking at this guy and just thinking, wow, he's, he's so strong in the traditional sense, you know, muscular and this and that. But he's also been so strong in the modern sense. You know, he's been vulnerable with the woman there. He's, you know, he's been emotional with her and this and that. And then whether it was a thought, whether it was a voice, whether it was whatever it was, mm. something when something popped into my mind that said the powerful man can have it all. And I'm like, huh, what the fuck's a powerful man? <laughs> and I just started to play with it and just looking at this statue and just started to talk about it. And that's essentially how it was, awesome. how it all this came about. Sounds like we're almost leading into it, but this is the alpha round. And I'd like to start that off with, what is a powerful quote that really resonates with you or a way you like to approach and live your life by? Is there anything that springs to mind? Um, go within or go without. Oh, elaborate. I like that. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> go within or go without. My biggest moments of success have always come from, have always preceded a moment of uh, clearing and when I say clearing just been absolutely transparent and honest um, whether it's a conversation I get to have with somebody whether it's uh, an expectation I feel like I'm trying to live up to that I then get to you know have a conversation with somebody about and drop whether it's 
an emotion that I'm running from, whether it's whatever it is, if I run towards it and go within, then I always find that it just creates so much space for me to be more creative, for me to make better decisions, for me to take better action and ultimately get quicker, easier results. Um, so yeah, go within or go without. I lived, I lived outside of myself for 28 years of my life and that did not work for me at all. Is there a book or books that's either been very impactful for you or you recommend to people? The one that springs to mind then was Conversations with God. Um, that was super, super powerful when I read that. Really profound. Um, <clears throat> essentially, it, it, I, it said, it spoke to me, it, it said things to me that I was really thinking and feeling at the time about essentially, I believe in destiny and I believe in purpose. And, you know, I believe that you, Adam, that me, that, you know, the next person listening, we've all got a gift that, you know, that's unique to you. 100% is unique to you. And the world needs that gift. It's waiting for that gift and only you will do. I won't be able to fill your shoes, vice versa. And, you know, that vision you can see for yourself, that's a reality. If you're able to just get out of your way and allow it to happen and just let it in. And conversations with God was essentially talking about you being this vessel, this conduit for something far greater than you that you probably can't even comprehend. And if you just get out, step out of the way and allow it to flow through you and allow it to be created in the world, then, you know, it, you'll achieve everything you want. And it's never about you. It's never, ever, ever about you. Do you have any particular almost like alpha habits or habits that if you don't do for whatever reason on a daily or almost daily basis, you know, you're not having the best day or you're not operating as, as well as you could do, not as powerful. Is there anything coming that's almost like for you, probably your basics that for you are just kind of essential, but are easily missed? Mm, great one. Yes, some great questions. Um, yeah, it's definitely around the morning. Well, a couple of things. One is if I have too much caffeine in the day, it fucks up my day. I get mm. super busy. Um, in my head but on a morning preceding that um, journaling which is obviously simple but really asking myself who who am I who, who are you and you know kind of like affirmations but it's a process we take the guys through in our program there's a guided meditation that we give them where they come up with statements of truth based on them and who they are the very individual so making sure I do that on a morning and really declaring that and embodying that. It's not just saying it, you know, sat here going, I am decisive or I am whatever. Yeah. But combining it with movement and with breath and really embodying it and feeling it. Um, and then touching base with my journaling. So what is my 30-day focus? So what am I committed to achieving today in all areas of my life? Um, and whenever I do those two things, combined with reducing caffeine and mm -hmm. having more water and working in chunks of, for me, it's two-hour blocks, three two-hour blocks in the day. Um, usually, I get really good results with that. Awesome. Uh, it could be tied to this as well. Are there any particular resources that you think are useful and, and help you stay on the straight and narrow that you could help some of the processes you've said there? Um, could be yeah, techie or not. could be old school. Or just yeah. yeah, there's a couple. I'll go techie and I'll go old school. Techie, one of the things that I love, a couple of things... I love is Facebook news feed eradicator. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> Google Chrome, if you use Google Chrome as your browser, you can get Facebook Newsfeed Eradicator that basically eradicates your newsfeed whenever you want to be productive. So if you're creating content or you're doing things, instead of bringing Facebook up and having the temptation to you know scroll or do things, it's a great, great tool. Really helps with my productivity when a lot of our business is done through Facebook. Yeah. Um, and then non-techy, one of the things that really helps to keep me on the straight and narrow, nature. Mm. <laughs> I know you, you, you live like by it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nature. Nature is a massive reset for me. Just getting out into nature, into the stillness, into the peace and the quiet. Just 30 minutes a day. First thing in the morning or, you know, towards the end of the day, it massively resets my energy. Massively. Who do you recommend from your network and really springs to mind when I say, you know, a powerful man or awaken your alpha who would be a good guest to interview on this show? Who do I know from mine that would be a good, um, either I'm thinking Doug Holt is a great guy. He uh, very much embodies a lot of the principles and there was one, one other guy that was just coming to mind then. What does Doug just, Holt do? What does he get Doug, up to? Doug Hall, he's got a couple of different companies, a few different companies. He, one of them is a marketing agency mm -hmm. um, called Branded Innovation that provide marketing solutions for lots of different types of businesses. Mm -hmm. One of them is the Fitness Marketing Alliance that does marketing specifically yeah. for fitness businesses. And then author of your own story, which is his coaching business. Mm -hmm. um, he's got a son, he's got a family, he's married, and he's very committed to you know living a life of you know, flow and ease versus force, hustle and, yeah. and struggle, you know, because we all know that, that in my experience and the men we've worked with, that isn't the best way for, mm -hmm. for a lot of people. What is your favorite movie of all time and why? I'm just chucking that one in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite interested in this one. I've asked yeah. this one for a while, actually, but I'm, I'm just feeling it. I'm, we're talking about instinct and I'm like, that's what I want to ask for some reason. I love movies. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Do you know the one that came to mind then? And it was Yes, yes Man. Ah. You know, Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I, I barely watched it, but again, instinct when you said yeah. that, Yes Man came into mind. So, um, <laughs> and it is an epic movie. What happens to your life when you just say yes? Yeah. When you start saying yes. And I love that as well because one of the things he says yes to is having more fun, doesn't he? He says yes to himself more. And, you know, as, as guys, guys that, uh, have their own business guys that are creating things in the world it's very easy for life to like can be very easy for life to get so serious all the time mm. um and i know you've got a young son so i'm sure he helps you to have more fun and not oh, be so yeah. serious yeah. yeah not everyone has a couple of kids going nuts upstairs to, but yeah it really really <laughs> does help yeah like yesterday we had a 24-hour power cut minus them two it may have been you know a bit like oh because obviously we're about getting ready to come back to england it is awkward and it's in the way, but it turned into a, just a big fun day, basically. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And look how young you look. You look, you look so young and so fresh. Yeah, you, you have enough fun. You have enough fun. So, Stop having so much fun. So, uh, <laughs> link to instinct. I know we, we touched on that and you, when you weren't following your instinct, is there anything else you want to, you know, just get off your chest around that, that subject of instinct? Because I don't really feel like we've d ever dug into instinct that much on the show beyond just saying, you know, Oh, it didn't feel right. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about instinct? And maybe if someone's not sure, are they following their instinct or if it's more of a gray area? Cause it is quite simple when it's like, Ooh, 
it really feels bad. I'm not following my instinct. When people are more in that gray area and it's almost like a slow death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a few things. One, for you to be able to follow your instinct, the first thing you get to do is turn down the noise in your life. Stop being so busy. You know, Stop confusing busyness with progress and busyness with success because it, it really isn't. Um, so turn down the noise as well. Caffeine, sleep, TV, social media. Um, have more time with yourself. Have more time on your own so you can actually start to realize how you're feeling. And that's the key with your instinct, in my opinion, in my experience. It communicates with you through feel, uh, through how you feel. So if you're feeling dull and gray and boring, then clearly you're out of tune with your instinct because your instinct isn't there to enable you to live a dull, gray, boring life. Um, if you find yourself making some decisions and they are feeling scary but exciting, there you go, there's your instinct. If you find yourself making some decisions and you're convincing yourself and you're going to do it, but uh, you're out, you know, you, it's, it's going against it. We all, we all know what it, what it feels like. And the, the third point is feel, act, think. That's the key one. Feel, act, think. Most people think, feel, feel, think, 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 <laughs> feel, and then maybe act. Um, but if you feel, act, think, and the quicker you can do that, the more you can reduce the lag time between feeling and acting, the more you're gonna be, in, the more you're gonna live in an inspired state, and you know, the more you're gonna create what you really want to create in the world, rather than creating what you think you should in the order that you think it ought to have been done, and you know, it's it's. Where's the flow to that? Where's the, the fun and, you know? Yeah, I'm, love, I'm loving this. I'm glad I asked that because it's just flying over me. I, I love <laughs> digging into this a bit more. And where you said about the busy thing, I think that's huge because socially or across the world, it's, it's a generally accepted excuse of, oh, I'm too busy. <laughs> You're basically saying it's, it's not a priority for me. And, but I think even to yourself, when people when you think, oh, I'm too busy to do that, it's, a, it's an accepted way to give, make excuses on what you really need to be doing and you really just need to, you know, acknowledge that, no, it's not a priority for me. I can do it. You know, there's, we all have the same amount of time. It's just, you, you make your own choices. Saying I'm busy is not a, a valid excuse if you really want to do it or if it is, you know, something that's true to you. Yeah, for sure, man. Here's a great definition of success. How much free time you have. That's a great, great way to look at success. How successful are you? Well, how much time, how much free time do you have? You know, how much, what systems have you set up in your life and how much have you prioritized things and doing the real key things that enable you to live the life you want whilst having more free time? Because the more free time you have, that's when you can really enjoy your life too. You know, sure, we all enjoy it through the businesses that we have because we love what we do. But that's giving, isn't it? Give, give, mm -hmm. give, give, give. We get to receive and we get to make sure our cup is full. And that doesn't come from working crazy hours and, and constantly jumping from one thing to the next and, you know, having scheduled fun, <laughs> right? For an hour, and I can have fun now for an hour. What, where's the spontaneity in that? You know, just, you know, really just being spontaneous with things. And for, like I said, for me in my life, when we, when we built a powerful man, it came out that I received all that stuff and decided to speak the message in Easter time. I really launched it in about August time, September. In under five months, we generated over 280K in sales without a website, without testimonials, without paid traffic, all by me doing this. Yeah. You know, then anytime the business has slowed down and not been as productive, it's because I've, I've not done this.
Yeah. You know, because I've got more into my head and going into being busy and, you know, all those things. So feel Mate, that's, that's powerful. That's a, that's a powerful like story. Just to, you know, case study just from that. It's, it, it's like you say, it's great. Sometimes when people are talking about things or being vague, but I like the specifics of that, and just I think that resonate with a lot of people. What's the best way people can connect you with you if they want to find out more? Um, I feel like I've been saying this for ages. The website is going to be up soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's so... inspirational. That it's got this far without the website. <laughs> But this, I okay, think sometimes yeah. people are too much stock in a website. Sometimes, it's, as long as it's serving a purpose, great. But sometimes we'll have that website that is just that very generic brochure that doesn't do a lot. And it sounds like obviously the website isn't doing a lot for you yet because it's not out there and you've done very well without it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what, Adam? Like for all the years in the fitness business, I was doing what everybody else was telling me to do focusing on funnels and websites and this and that. It was never working because it was me. It was, so when I yeah. launched The Powerful Man, I was like, fuck it. What do I want to do? I'm going to do it my way. And I just took it one step at a time, followed the feeling, took action, and you know, we then got the result. But yeah, so how can people get in touch? Um, yep, yeah, I don't know when this will come out, but let's say thepowerfulman.com. Uh, go there, there's some free stuff you can <laughs> download. Confirmed. I'll, put it, I'll check <laughs> yeah. it out before I put it in the show notes. Don't worry. Or just yeah. connect with me on Facebook. You know, I'm a very personable guy. And uh, you know, don't connect if you just want to say that i had a shit interview but you know if you, if, you, if you like the sound of things and you want to connect yeah. then cool let's awesome. do it and uh what's 2018 all about for you what's next um what's next so professionally it's about really building taking the company to the next level which is more systems and automation so we can serve way more men at any one time and personally um I'm really it's moving into the next chapter now. So uh, I reckon we'll have kids in the next couple of years. So now we've decided to stay in Leeds. We were going to be going away for the winter, go snowboarding and live that nomadic lifestyle. But now we've decided to set some roots up and uh, be in the UK for a while. And we'll go away from there. So it's all about 2018 is those, those roots. All about stability rather than... <laughs> Yeah, interesting. I'm growing up. Hey, yeah. Growing how, up. how old are you, man, to finish the interview? I'm 21. No, nah, 32. 32. <laughs> always always hard to tell with the bearded man. <laughs> you, look, you look exactly the same in like 20 years. Don't worry. <laughs> if, if, you, if you want to look younger, just have a clean shave and knock like 10 years off. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally open to having a grey beard. I quite like that. Silver Fox. Silver Fox. I'm, I'm, I'm down Nothing for that. Hey, man, it's been an absolute pleasure. All the best for 2018. And I, I, this felt so brief. We need to have another chat off an interview where we have more time. Yeah, for sure, man. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really do appreciate it. And I know time is the most important asset we have. Please do subscribe and leave a short review. I really do appreciate it. Head over to ayalpha.com to get any goodies that are going on the website at the time and awaken your alpha with ALW, the Facebook group and get on the inside, join the conversation and please do support the show. I recommend it to your friends. This is the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies for us all to thrive. Thrive.